Good evening and welcome to episode four of Decom De De Decomposing. 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 I went French. Oh, good show this week. <laughs> so was, oh, we got French. Oh, Decomposing. That was carry on special. It was really weird. Um, decomposing. Uh, myself and AD Lane will tonight be talking about films that have made us laugh and have shaped us with their laughter. Uh, we have done no planning, even worse than the normal non-planning for the show. But as, as, as normal, before we get into wherever this show goes, if you want to contact us, please contact us at decomposedpodcast at gmail.com. And you can watch it, listen to this show. You can watch it as well. Yeah. There isn't anything to watch, but you can watch it on the YouTube channel. And you, you can, can listen to it. Screen. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a logo and then us talking. Uh, and you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I'm saying that. Click subscribe. So yes, yeah. Click subscribe. Hang us a like if you are. Oh, no, I'm not going to become oh, that. No, I, like, oh. I don't want to become that person. No. <laughs> we also decided midweek that we were going to introduce a new segment to the show. That each week we will deliberately watch a terrible film, so you don't have to, and then mm -hmm. and then rip it to shreds and give it marks out of ten for uh, cast story cgi and stupidity level so you've got that to look forward to later oh. my should wife that, should that be our like uh, main dessert you know like if if we, if people have, have stuck with us for a full like hour and 15 minutes then they get the treat of, of hearing our bad good or good bad review yeah we should do it at the end exactly. because otherwise what people happen is when people tune in for it and then not listen to the rest of it no, no, because the, yeah, that's that'd be the highlight for them, won't it? Yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's like bands who've just like had a really massive hit, and no one else has listened to the rest of the back back catalogue. Well, like Wheatus. Um, yeah, they open, they, like if they imagine if they opened on Dirtbag. I know. Um, there wouldn't be anybody there by after five minutes, so they always do it at the end. They're not stupid, are they? No, which you know, when um. When I was touring with them, and they did. Um, you Sorry, know, did you just uh, say when I was touring with them? Yeah, when I, was a support act. when I was a support act. If you want to call it that, um, they, uh, they at uni gigs, they, uh, they they would they would they would do a little tease of Dirtbag just so that the uni crowd would know who they are, <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden they stopped doing the, the tease, and you've got. A, a very large number of, of, of teenagers, drunk teenagers, screaming and shouting that they want Dirtbag and they want it now. And, and we just knew that if if it was played, they'd all just go. They'd all carry on partying somewhere else. Um, hence the tease at the beginning. But then you've then got like 40 to 50 minutes of an angry mob wait, just waiting uh, for the big song. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's because uh, yeah, teenage, teenagers aren't well known for their kind of patience. patience. No, <laughs> when they're drunk, no, no, even when they're not drunk, even when they're not drunk, definitely when they're not drunk, you've probably got more patience from them if you if, if they've got a few drinks in them. So, um, if I may, I, I'd like to start with a film that I saw uh, as a teenager, uh, yeah. as a comedy film, um, and. It was it was the film that introduced me to Mel Brooks, actually. Okay. And uh, the film is High Anxiety. <laughs> it's just really silly, but really, really clever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and 
I mean, the whole film is brilliant. It's just classic yeah. Mel, Go- Mel Mel Brooks. But yeah. but the bit with the uh, with the dinner sequence where where it's building up to this kind of big sort of horror crime sort of the music's playing and and the camera kind of pans pans in pans into the window and doesn't stop and breaks the glass, and and everybody at the dinner table just kind of looks round and doesn't say anything and just carries on. It's just beautiful because. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's, oh, it's just so funny. Do you know, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that film until about two or three years ago. Yeah. I, 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 like, I, I feel as though with the comedy um, genre, I, I, like, I either, I either, I've seen it when I was quite young or like the last sort of 20 years, I guess I haven't been living a, a comedy life because I've just been into the cult stuff and the surreal and experimental comedies have kind of been like, I don't know, like a distant memory. So if I hadn't seen things, you know, when I was growing up, when I was in my teens, early twenties, all of a sudden I've got like a, like a 15, 20 year gap of comedies. And and it's only in the last sort of few years where I just thought, Do you know what? I've got to find, I've got to find my smile again. I've got, I've got to find my comedy again. And I and somehow I ended up watching High Anxiety, which caused an incredible amount of anxiety, which, you know, now, like, I've obviously skipped, you know, the, the happiest years of my life on the comedy aspect. Uh, now I'm into my extreme anxiety years of my life. And then I find what is supposed to be a comedy, you're classing it as a comedy, I found it the most anxiety-ridden film I've ever seen in my life. And it created... And an intense amount of anxiety. What 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 brought that on? Because it, it... What, what the anxiety on? Or yeah, what, from high it? anxiety. Yeah. No, I I put it on because I I I self-diagnosed myself as having anxiety. Uh, so you put on a <laughs> film called High Anxiety because you diagnosed. Yeah. Just, did you it, think it was going to be it, some sort of healing film? Didn't know. I didn't know to what. I didn't know to what degree of, of comedy, like, is it a dark comedy? Is it just a little, like with Mel Brooks, you never know, do you? It's, no. He's, he's very, um, he's very, like, he can be subtle, he can be obvious. Um, and high anxiety, I guess, is is somewhere in the middle. It is quite subtle, quite subtle comedy. Like, it did create a lot of anxiety for me, so I don't know. Maybe you watched it uh, before you knew what anxiety was. I, th- I think so, yeah, before life had really messed me up. <laughs> but I, I I loved it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that um, I didn't come away from it. Like I, I I'm a big fan of it now. I would watch that again. Yeah. Well, he's he's he has to confront his condition of being obsessed with Alfred Hitchcock films, and the whole yeah. film is is just full of brilliant yeah. Alfred Hitchcock moments from the guy that's yes. saying do you want a newspaper with the psycho scene, and and yeah. and instead of the um. Instead of the blood going down, the, the, the you've got the newspaper print kind of going down. The, it's just, yeah. it's just silly. It's but I mean, only only Mel Brooks can do that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a way about him because um, he he did uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, if I remember that right. And didn't he also do Young Frankenstein? Yeah, and uh, and also uh, Spaceballs. And spare well, of course, and Spaceballs. Uh, Spaceballs is the least subtle of his of his of his, his highbrow comedies. You could say a lot about Spaceballs, but it's neither highbrow or subtle. <laughs> uh, it's an absolute uh, spoof and a farce, uh, but an amazing one at that. It is. It is. Um, I, am fan, I am a fan of his. I really uh, am. Yeah. But, 
and, and, a, and a great that. performance from sort of John Hurt sending up his own performance in Alien with when, when yeah. the diner and oh no, not again. And the alien starts doing a production <laughs> number. <laughs> like you can tell Mel Brooks is, is, is a real fan of 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 of, of what he's um I guess paying homage to yeah. at the same time as just ripping it apart as well. But like you can tell he's 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 a real lover of the films he's 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 almost playing a prank on. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and Space the Dark Helmet, Rick Moranis is just absolutely brilliant in it. Good old, yeah, we we have a lot of love for Rick Moranis. Except in the more recent, uh, whatever I shrunk the kids, because that's just that's when he got into his latter years and he wasn't funny. And you watch and you think, "Oh, this is awful." And then you worry about going back to watch the first one, which you really enjoyed, because yeah. what if that was awful as well? And you just had no kind of or a really low bar for what was funny at that. Because kids laugh at fart jokes, don't they? To be fair, I mean, I still laugh at fart jokes, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same. I like you know. Uh... Back in the day, uh, my funniest film was the something about Mary. You don't get any cruder than that. Well, whereas now I'm, you know, I'm I, I, like yourself, a bit more Mel Brooksy. <laughs> yeah, a bit more subtle. I, and yeah, I, I like I liked American Pie. And and if you try and watch them now, <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to really love that as well. That now I'm kind of embarrassed to say, yeah, one of my favourite films or franchises. It's it's not now. It's like, can we just get past the boobs and the willy jokes, please? It's a bit. <laughs> so, oh, so... How, we've, how we've got old. It's it's just, uh, yeah, it, it... it's a bit disappointing, really, that you can't be that crass and find it funny anymore, can you? It's one of the things I I miss the most about me. Um, my sense of humour died years ago, <laughs> and I'm, I feel as though I'm, I'm hanging on to that little. A little bit of, of, of funny nostalgia uh, that, that, that I need to, to get me through the, the, the latter part of the last few years of my life. I, uh, I, I'm hanging on by yeah. a I, I find I find laughing at people is my, my go-to humour place at the moment, particularly my job with insurance. You now I'm on the phones five days a week, nine till five, and and some of the stuff that people come out come out and, and say to me. Um, I, I just end up laughing because it's so stupid. Yeah. So so I miss this 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 me where, you know, I thought I found some guy sticking his member in in an, in a pie somehow funny, and even saying <laughs> it now, it's. <laughs> uh, I might not find American Pie that that funny anymore, but but you saying that, I, I'd like a little, I'd like a snippet, you know, an audio clip of you just saying that on loop and loop and that i would just i would i could do 90 minutes watching and listening to that what me just saying member it, putting a, a member in a pie <laughs> but yeah so i don't know perhaps as you get older your 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 sense of humor is supposed to kind of mature or change i don't know but it's, it's definitely changed yeah it's definitely changing. I think I would say that every ten years mm. is is a good is a good way of um, it's like you can almost get a sense of a different version of you every ten years. That's I mean that's what I found with me. Every ten years, I feel like my tastes have changed a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe my sense of humour is becoming a little less each each ten years. 
my patience, definitely. I've got, I've so, got on now. so we're rapidly turning into grumpy old men. Yeah, de- not not rapidly. It's the, I, I think from from yeah from thirty to forty. I think that was that was just insanely quick. There was a program, wasn't there? Rick Wakeman was on it. People like Jeremy Clarkson before he was an idiot. I know he's probably always an idiot. Um, uh, grumpy old men, and they used to do these yeah. these like. A list, no, not really A list. B list, C list, D list stars, kind of like doing vox pops about talking about stuff that annoys them about mobile phones and things. We've turned it to them. I mean, with with Jeremy Clarkson, he was. Um, I think he. I think he was. He was very aware that that when he started Top Gear, he was he was very dull, and the producers had said to him, "We're not really getting any viewers here." Um, and so this this character, this 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 kind of annoying, uh, eccentric, uh, obnoxious—you know—all the things that Jeremy Clarkson is—it kind of came out as a character. Um, you know, is whereas like someone like Piers Morgan, I could imagine he's just like that. Whereas I think Clarkson is probably nicer to not 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 a whole lot, but nicer than than his character. Because I think you, you don't just go from being this this dull guy, and all of a sudden Jeremy Clarkson, it, like over a couple of years, it, he worked at that. He brought that character out because he knew that that was going to get uh, get viewers to Top Gear. It worked, and he's made a career out of being Jeremy Clarkson. Now. But Thomas, we don't know where, where where the character begins and he he ends or whatever. You and, know, and... And at this point in his life, he he might be more. The, the other end of Jeremy Clarkson than, than he used to be. You know, that's, you know but, you know, we, we, we're obviously going to move into talking about films, uh, the films of Jim Carrey, because I really struggled finding one, although there is one that actually started my love affair with Jim Carrey. But that's not his character. He's a very intellectual, very deep thinking. But what are you doing? Where are you going? <laughs> for the, only, for the... <laughs> only on a live podcast can I get out of my chair to close a window. I know. I was like, <laughs> I better carry on talking. No, I'm going to reference Very something. Comedy that, special as well. I'm going to reference something that the listeners can't see. Yeah, they just hear noises. Like, what is he doing? Um, yeah, so Jim Carrey, very, very, very serious thinking person, but got pushed into his Saturday Night Live character and made a fortune out of it, but then got bored of his own comedy. Yeah, and I think he's 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 probably one of uh, Hollywood's greatest I mean, maybe not greatest actors but considering he was you know mr rubber face man uh, mr ace ventura mr mask uh to then all of a sudden do films like the number 23 mm. um and to get and you know in the truman shows a lot of darker roles that he, he played um i often find that some of the some of the best uh stand-up comics you know, like Robin Williams, for example, mm. just make the, the the most amazing actors. You know, because a lot of the times these these stand up comics they've got a very dark side to them, or either their personality, or you know, they're just not happy with something in their lives, and and so when they get to play these darker characters, I mean, like Robin Williams did uh, was it One Hour Photo? Yeah. Uh, Unrecognizable. You would know and, that. And his portrayal of a, of, a, of, a, of a mentally disturbed person in the Fisher King, absolutely yeah. fantastic. You can't take your eyes off him. No, no. So, do you remember? I used to be friends with someone who used to work on him, uh, work on him, work with him on the Mork and Mindy show. 
that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I used to I used to be friends on on Facebook with, with one of the writers from Morecambe Mindy who knew him really well. She's lovely. She was really, really nice. I forget her name, sadly. Um yeah. and, and she used to tell stories about uh Robbie Williams. Um Robin Williams and 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 when he'd have to do a take and then do another take, he'd tell a different joke because he'd yeah. never use the same joke again because he always used to want to get a genuine laugh and he was always pushing and he was always was that funny enough? You know, did that work? So, yeah. you know, they people who worked with him knew that, that there was the darker side of him where it was lack of and and that everything was really kind of a an act and and that really wasn't who he was. But what a funny guy! But yeah, a dark side to him as well because he 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 struggled terribly with with depression and self hatred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and like you say, they you know, but both uh, Jim Carrey and Robin Williams, I know, absolute perfectionists. Um, mm. You know, when it comes to their what stand up routines, their acting, anything that they anything that they do, um, and I, yeah, very crit- self critical. I could I could imagine. They would they would never want to watch their own films. Like, you know, you get a lot of actors that, that refuse to watch their own films, but then yeah. you get then you get people that if they did, they they would just go absolutely cra- crazy over the the performances that you know they wish they made or or maybe the lack of control. I I, I get the feeling that Jim Carrey and Robin Williams uh, could quite easily be uh, quite controlling in the. You know that if they can't control everything, uh, it, it probably drive them insane, and they'll be worrying about it, thinking about it. Um, so yeah, it's it's it can't it can't be easy. You know, if you start your career making people laugh, uh, but you're not making yourself laugh. No, it must be, must be so hard to to go home to that. And yet, I was at college when Ace Ventura came out, mm. and I went to see it at the cinema with my friend. And I'd never seen comedy like that before. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, and you, you, you do laugh because you go back to when, when before comedy yeah. was. For me, there's yeah. comedy before Ace Ventura and afterwards. Yeah, I'd never seen a performance like that physically and slapstick yeah. and just just yeah. completely out there. And I've never laughed so much in a cinema in my life. But part of me was like, "What is going on here?" You know, before before we came on, uh, my wife Katie said, um, "Oh, what's your subject? What's your subject this week?" I said, "Oh, we're we're doing a special on comedy," and straight away, straight away, she said, "Oh, you'll be talking about Jim Carrey then." Yeah. I mean, like, how how do you how do you not? I mean, and it and also as well, it's it's you know, it's not just that the man is a genius with comedy. But like I said, you know, he's able to take that comedy and then bring like a real darker side to it. I mean, Cable Guy. Yeah, yeah. It was a very misunderstood, um, and I think we've we've said you know on, on you know on, on the radio show previously that that when they put the trailer out, they they had to put it out as a comedy because they just didn't know how to promote it. I went there thinking I was about to watch a Jim Carrey comedy. And I fell in love with the fact it wasn't. I fell in love with that it. it was a very dark, mm. surreal, black comedy film. And, I, and again, you know, Jim Carrey, you know, he took it to a different different place. Yeah, and and, and if you contrast that with The Mask and Ace yeah. Ventura, who, yeah. which were, I mean, Silly. 
Yeah, and and and, and absolutely extremely yeah. funny though, and yeah. and very physical sort of sight gags in 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 uh, in the in in the mask were incredible. I'd also never seen um, um, CGI like that before. I I, I haven't seen I haven't seen um, Ace Ventura or The Mask in in you know like, like I said it's been twenty odd years since I last had a sense of humour. I think I think I would still get a real kick out of those films. Oh because, yeah, because because they're not they're not um, you know like crude um american pie road trip uh you know they're, they're not that kind of of comedy um they're, they're they're so over the top uh ace ventura like even just thinking about his ace ventura character just kind of warms me up and it just feel quite fuzzy and happy and at the same time, though, we said this before as well. There are elements that they couldn't do now, like the 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 joke, uh, uh, the a long going rap, uh, the, the joke about her sex change, and and there's stuff, isn't there? Yeah, yeah there, there's that, there, that they wouldn't go there. Um, but but this and there there is stuff, however, that that they would be able to do. But I I just it was a different time back then, wasn't it? And and we'd not we'd not really seen comedy like that, not. Not but you, really. you say you say that, but I I mean, you know, like they <laughs> they made Tropic Thunder, um, you know when, <laughs> which is is kind of like if you if you love Family Guy, um, and 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 you know and and like the like the worst kind of 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 of, of crude jokes or whatever you know that you can unpolitically correct stuff, mm. um. Like Tropic Thunder is that film, and um, even though some of the actors in Tropic Thunder have stated, "Oh, I don't know if I would do this or that again," um, I, I I could see them. I could see a studio still making a, 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 a like a Tropic Thunder film, um, but I guess like with Ace Ventura, it was a lot more, you know, like say like a family film that includes things. That's, yeah. I guess that's, that's a 12 and, and you see this with stand-up comedians if they talk about this, and you see this in films as well. Comedians and com comic films need to push boundaries wherever they are. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. have the element of South Park, Family Guy, um, yeah. uh, you know, Team America, South Park Uncut, where where they are pushing, basically trying to shock everybody, offend everybody, yeah. because yeah. they genuinely don't care. And and if you if you transpose that against uh, with with some of the earlier sort of comedies where they were paranoid about being sued because it would destroy a, a, a reputation or whatever, and everybody had to be really polite. Look at where we've gone now. You know, yeah. you've got you've got South Park who who are who are who who get bigger the more they're sued. Um, they're not even touched or bothered about the fact that the two ex royals are suing them because it's like, you know. It's a weird space to be in, isn't it? Did uh, have you have you seen have you I know what you're talking about. Have you seen that episode? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> but it's it's right, it's accurate. That's what they're it's, like. I I have South Park again is I never got into South Park. Um I tried. I, I really tried. Uh back when it first started. I like watched the first maybe two, three series of it. Um and I remember being at school and like all of the kids in my class loved it so much like like it was the thing it was the number one thing to love to talk about 
and I just I don't know I just I didn't really get into it mm. um and then I I've, I've recently put on the, the 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 royal episode that you were just talking about because again it was just curiosity like you know is South Park still able to to be completely South Parky um and and <laughs> do what they want um so I put the royal episode on and I mean I you know I I don't I, I doubt very much that they've they've calmed down at all in the last 20 odd years uh, because even that episode was, you know, it, on the line, above the line, below the line, it was all the lines. Um, and I found it, I found it very funny. I mean, I might even start watching South Park because, it, you know, it's, it's refreshing to, you know, for there to be a show that doesn't just cater for all of the, you know, politically correctness that, that's going around at the moment. So it's, it's nice to have that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And 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 and, to, and and Family Guy is still funny. Yeah. And 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 still on the same sort of line. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they haven't calmed down either. So no, no. But but you've got this whole mentality now where it, it, the people people and there's enough money pumping into studios for them not to be phased if they if they win or lose a court case. It doesn't have to be the career destroyer that perhaps it used to be. I think they was probably hoping um, that the royals uh, would sue, you know, like they've been suing all the newspapers. Yeah. You know, like, like, like how amazing would it be uh, to, to have him um, sue, sue that episode or that show or the, the writers or whatever. Um, and it never happened. I think they probably found it a bit funny. I mean, I know why. Well, they threatened to sue and then realised that if they did sue, they'd be playing right into their hands. So they just didn't. Yes. In the, I, I, yeah. yeah, it's just, but 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 it was accurate. You know, it was. It, it was. Oh, it was like, I knew it was there straight away. Yeah, and that's what they've been doing. So you just think we well, serves you right, really, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing that we have to talk about and and I saw this I feel like this was the wrong way around but I felt it was the right way around. So Leslie Nielsen Police Squad uh Naked Gun. Um I saw those first and then I saw Forbidden Planet. But but at what point did you see Airplane? No, I see so I seen I seen Airplane oh, and oh, I oh, seen oh, I seen oh, all oh, and then I went back and saw Leslie Nielsen playing it straight. And it's impossible to watch without thinking yeah. he's going to do a bit to camera in a minute. Or he's going to say, surely yeah. you can't be serious. Yes, I am. And don't call me Shirley. You know, it, and it's it's a straight role. And, and I can't I can't watch it because I'm expecting him to break into, into Drebin. Yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I grew up on, uh, I probably didn't grow up on Police Squad. I found I found that much later because I like one of the first VHSs that I bought was um, the Naked Gun uh, and then Naked Gun Two and a Half, um, you know. So I I grew up on watching those films, and then I think later on in life I was like, hang on a second, this was based on a series. Um, I hope it's as funny as the films, and you can tell that they didn't have much of a budget, but it didn't matter because it was the same kind of jokes. So if you love uh, the Naked Guns, you will love Police Squad. Uh, so yeah, and and I I I didn't experience um, uh, Forbidden Planet until years. I think it might have been in my twenties or maybe early thirties, and I couldn't take him seriously. I was exactly the same. It was like I was waiting for a 
for a very sort of deadpan uh, joke to, to kick in, and it, it wasn't one. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, but Naked Gun. I mean, I again, I'd watched that before I started watching Police Squad. It was just just really yeah. really funny. Yeah. Um, and smart as well, you know. Yeah. It's like that looks smart. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then oh my goodness, OJ Simpson's in it. Which, you know, for us uh, you know, to 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 kind of grow up on the naked gun films. Like to like to us he's he's a huge celebrity. Um not for being what was he, an American footballer, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't we don't that's I, didn't, not... I didn't really know that. You no, know, I, I just knew him as um, as, as you know, OJ in, in in the Naked Gun film, so like he was a celebrity to me, probably for something so small compared to what he was supposed to be a celebrity for. Did you watch? Yeah, did you start watching the court the court case, and you thinking, hey, he can't have done it. No, but... no, 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 not yeah, because the the character he plays in the in the, in the Naked Gun films that you know he's such a, a lovable kind of you know like. You just want to give him a hug. He can't have killed his his wife. Yeah, <laughs> and and then it went weird. And 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 if you watch now footage of the uh, car chase, probably someone's done this. And 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 think in your head and start playing the uh, the naked gun theme or the police squad theme. It really works, but it yeah. was so surreal. Well, the fact he was doing ten miles an hour on a motorway it just adds to the surrealness, doesn't it? I guess he was afraid that the the helicopter wouldn't be able to keep up filming him. So but he just, got away with it. Uh, <laughs> he literally got away with murder. It was so weird. It was so. Everybody in the world knows that O.J. Simpson killed his his wife. Everybody knows that, including his lawyer. Yeah, and he got away with it. I just. I, I don't the power of, of money um, and getting yourself a, a really good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, if we do something wrong, we're going down. We're going down hard. We do some hard time uh, because we've got, <laughs> we got no, got no money. Yeah. Be well, like, always... um, yeah, what, what can we have? That, that, what, what's free? Uh, be like, oh, if, you, if you're getting, if, you, if you're using free, uh, you're going to get 10 years for Something so minor, yeah. But that's life. That's life, my friend. But <laughs> but Leslie Nielsen has has carved a brilliant career at, at doing these these wacky sort of films full of sight gags and and yeah. plays on words and 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 I mean I could, I still watch um, elements of of Airplane or can watch Airplane and it just makes me laugh so much. Yeah. I mean, airplane. It's, um, it's. I think he he possibly did that before the naked. He, I don't know if he did that after Police Squad or before Police Squad, um, because I, I think Police Squad was maybe eighty one. Uh, airplane was that eighty two. Um, so so maybe he did it just after Police Squad. So. Um, Police Squad. So, yeah. was, Police Squad was the early eighties, wasn't it? I, 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 I think it was eighty one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got, I've got eighty two in my head for, for airplane, but I mean it could be the other way around. But but airplane was was played straight, but wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Airplane was eighty eight, nineteen eighty. Oh, airplane was eighty. 
Yeah. It was Space Squad 8-1. I've got 8-1 it, it, it was around, it was after it, though. But it, it's, it's just so many great lines, you know. Hospital, what is it? It's a building with nurses and ambulances, but that's not it. But you know, it's just silly. Yeah. But it's it's the way it was. It was acted. It was perfectly serious. And these weird things happening, and everybody's just going, and they're just kind of carrying on. That yeah, still I mean, works today. It's, was it uh, Lloyd Lloyd Bridges? Yes. Yeah. Um, playing playing the the, the controller guy, and uh, you know, having serious actors playing um, such. You know, comedic roles um, is although I've got a feeling Lord Bridges was was in the second one, um, and both both no, he was in both. Oh, was he in both? Yeah, I'm not going mad. Um, but having serious actors, just you know, uh, you know Leslie Nielsen in it, it's just it's. I mean, you know, it's carried on. I mean, you've you've, you've got um, you've got Nicholas Cage playing playing Dracula now. Um, yeah. Know, so it's 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 you know it's it's opened up a, a, a doorway to a crazy place, you know. Where you've got got actors, um, you know, playing it serious, but but in a you know in a very in a very funny type of film. The Leslie Nielsen then started making mistakes, it, it really bad films, and 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 this is kind of a, a, another point I kind of wanted to discuss. So, uh, Dracula dead and loving it. Hated it. Repossessed. I didn't mind that, but that's well, only because I'm such a such a fan of The Exorcist that I that I, I found I found it cringeworthily funny. But again, was, I, I haven't seen that since since I was about sixteen. So yeah, no, and and it did have Linda Blair in it playing playing. Regan, Regan, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just didn't work, and yeah. it, it's actually people say, "Oh, let's let's make it, let's make a comedy," and 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 it's actually very difficult to make a comedy, especially if you're homaging other films, because you've yeah. got to get the balance right, and and yeah. your jokes have pretty much got to hit most of the time, otherwise it's just going to sink. And repossessed, dead, loving it, they were just terrible. I think, I think with repossessed, they had one joke, which was The Exorcist, and then they struggled to make a the rest of the film go round that, um, you know, whereas was airplane, you know, they, they, they had a, an amazing script, a lot of gags, a lot of different characters, everything worked, um, you know, repossessed it, it, it one gag it's, it's the exorcist. Um, and beyond that, you've, you've, you're just struggling to struggling to make a, a film. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would have to watch that one again. Uh, although, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. It, it was just playing. Oh, look, we've got Linda Blair playing Ray, Ray, Regan. Oh, you know, isn't yeah. that really funny? It, yeah. it, I think I think perhaps he started believing his own press and thought he was untouchable. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think Leslie Nielsen was just somebody who, who loved um, being a film set. I, I think he was, like, he, he would, it seemed that he would just take on any any spoof film that the studio was throwing at him, like even if it was straight to DVD, like there was, like, I don't, I don't, I, can't, I just remember a poster where he's a, he's a golfer. Um, I never saw it, but it, it's supposed to be one of his worst films. Um, so he was just taking everything on. I, and I think he was just happy to work in his, in his twilight years. But I think, um, you know, after the third film, I think it was, 
I think he was just struggling to to get any like decent budget films. You know, like nothing was hitting the cinemas. No, no. Well, he's had a couple of clankers, um, and and it was just, it was just bad, <laughs> really, really bad. And it was, um, and 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 you and you watched it with high hopes, and you were like. No, this is awful, and and it's so just it's so disappointing when you when you're watching something and you're just thinking, I really want this to be funny, and it's just yeah. not. Yeah. Um, and and you know we're we're going to watch films when we're watching films that are bad that are going to try and take on other films and do funny things with them, and they're yeah. going to crash and burn some of them because they're just not funny. But the people yeah. involved with the films are so so close to the projects. They think what they're doing is gold comedy gold, and it's just not. Yeah, it's it's the same with the scary movie films. That that the first one was kind of funny, but it wasn't really. That they're they're trying to make make a comedy out of something which is already a comedy. You can't yeah. you can't out comedy and out horror scream. No. That, just give up because you're not going to better that. Well, that's the thing with Scream. It was it's such a smart script. It was, you know, like the gags were hilarious because it was almost like they had Leslie Nielsen in there doing them. You know, it was so subtle. It was so dry. You know, it's, a, it's an all-out horror film, but it's got this black sense of humour in there. Um, and then you've got Scary Movie, which is they're essentially trying to, Ace Ventura scream and it just it yeah I I, I never got into them I, I didn't um, I mean I, I saw the first three I think um, but I just I didn't really get into them I, like it just it just felt so cheap and so tacky I mean it's a studio film but it's but it, but it felt like uh, you know like 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 somebody from college had just come out to you know use some Hollywood actors to you know to make a a cheap looking film that ended up at the cinema it was just so bizarre and sometimes you watch those sort of things and and you're actually embarrassed for people who are in it especially yeah like yeah sometimes you get cameos from from well-known actors and you and you, you shudder and you think oh you're not you're not going to want to remember this in a few years time. Or, or, or if you've sobered up you're not you know you're not gonna you're not gonna want to know what you did uh <laughs> last summer <laughs> Yeah, and, and I also have to be in the mood for a comedy. I, 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 you know, it's not so much of a guilty secret. I've said it before. Um, I like, um, I like rom coms. So uh, I know uh, I, I can't. <laughs> no, I, but <laughs> you're not on trial. You don't. You don't need to. I mean, God, I, I love eighties prime time soaps. You know, there's <laughs> we're both weird in different ways. It's fine. You don't need to. You don't need to justify yourself. <laughs> but I have to be in the mood for them because if I'm not in the mood for them, then then uh, uh, I, I, I just, you just want to turn it off straight away. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So you have to be in the mood with them, and they have to be um, they have to be kind of hit the, the mark, and the, and the jokes have to hit the mark. Like Bruce Almighty, classic Jim Carrey films. It's it's some of the jokes don't land, but enough of them do, and there's enough of them happening so quickly, so so it it doesn't really matter. But when you've got a premise which is tired and boring, and the jokes are tired and boring, you're just like, it's like the sequel um, 
which had Steve Carell take over. I, like, like I didn't mind uh, Bruce Almighty, but I, this, and I don't even remember the name of the sequel. Um, but I just, I didn't find it funny at all. I didn't. I, I like, I remember going to the cinema to see it, thinking, "Oh, that's a sequel to Bruce Almighty." Um, didn't Evan like Almighty. <laughs> I knew it'd have an Almighty in it after, yeah. wouldn't it? Just to keep the franchise alive, but. No, I didn't didn't get into it. I, I don't know if I don't. I, maybe I don't like Steve Carell because that's one of the reasons why I don't. I don't watch The Office. Um, I, I might have something against him personally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I see. I I'm struggling. I can't think of. Um, I can't think of comedic actors now who who I I just like you say. I think I've just got into a period of my life where. I'm not really particularly kind of uh, finding com- com- comedic films funny. Yeah. I, I think the 80s, I think the 80s was an amazing time uh, for, for, for um, you know, like st- either stand-up comics, uh, take you know, starting in the, in the, you know, with feature films and, you know, like, like for example, Saturday Night Live had some amazing talent. And we got some of our best uh, comedy actors uh, from being on Saturday Night Live. You know, you've got Bill Murray, you've got Dan Aykroyd, uh, Chevy Chase. When when people liked him back in the back in the old days, um, you know, that, like like Saturday Night Live was was an amazing place for for actors to to show off what they've got and then be, get a fan base from it. Um, you know, what you've got Will Ferrell, uh, Adam Sandler in recent, well, not recent now, of course. 20 odd, 20 odd years since they started started out properly um so yeah i think i think you know tv shows seem to be a great way for you know actors to to you know be, turn themselves into movie stars yeah no i i'd agree we also probably need to um we need to talk about um kind of british films as well because things like, well i know i thought the time bands was quite funny British, but Hollywood funded. There's a, yeah, there's a, yeah, a yeah. fine line, isn't there? What, what what we can actually class as homegrown British films. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Just like, yeah, Terry Gilliam, even though he, the funny thing is, you know, he's, he's made so many what you'd class as British films and, and he's he's full-blown American, <laughs> which, is, which is just yeah. the ironies there. And, and, and the Monty Python film, very British sense yeah. of humour. Yes, it is. It is. You know, Life of Brian, um, which got into it, got them into a lot of trouble with the um, stuffy node elements of Christians who don't have a sense of humour, um, yeah. and and but you've got but but our comedy's different. You, you know, our our comedy is is um, is, is carry on. It, it it's yeah. which you could never make now. Um, <laughs> no. And and Ealing comedies, you know, very polite, very proper comedies, but have a beautiful sort of warmth and gentleness about them. And 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 my favourite, going back to those sort of eras, my favourite com- 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 um, comedy, uh, the Lady Killers, because because it's kind of played straight, but it's still funny. And and Peter Sellers is playing it straight, and Alec Guinness is playing it straight with a with a hideous. Um, <laughs> with a hideous makeup job, but the Ealing comedy. There's something beautiful about the Ealing comedies. 
Yeah, we've, uh, we've 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 come a long way. I, I I don't even I don't even know if 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 if, if we're making any comedies anymore. Like it doesn't feel like um, you know if you go to the cinema, it's, it's very rare if you ever see like a like a British. You know, the the, the closest you'll get is to like a train spotting, uh, full Monty reunion type thing going on. Now. Like it's we're not we're not like what's happened to the. So the four weddings and 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 a, was it funeral malarkey? What and you know Hugh Grant? I mean, once Hugh Grant retired from his, you know that 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 one character thing, like the, <laughs> just, oh, oh, let's let's stop let's stop doing the you know British rom coms. That you know Hugh, Hugh Grant's retired, so we can just stop that now. I we haven't had anything like that for a long time. Yeah, he did play the foppish white sort of upper class male well though, didn't he? About five films, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But you're right, we don't seem to be making comedies in that sort of way anymore. Is it yeah. is it that, that the world world has gone suddenly got very, very serious and there isn't much to laugh about anymore? I th- I think it's got more to do with ticket sales. Um, you know, like uh the, the, the the, the 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 kind of comedies that we used to make they're, they're not not the sort of things that that people would go out of their way now with the price of the cinema mm. uh, we've discussed this in the past you know it's, it's got to be a pretty epic pretty special film uh, to get you to go and spend a little small fortune now um, and I, I don't know I mean I don't know about you but if if I look at a, a cinema listing it's going to take something like um, Oppenheimer uh, to to you know, like like Oppenheimer and Barbie. Which one are you going to go see? You know, I'm never going to see Barbie. I don't care how much uh, Ryan Gosling. Like, yeah, comedies. I don't think they're going unless it's something. You know, like 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 with Barbie, they've obviously you know it's it's a it's a high concept type of film. You know, that they're, they're targeting a certain type of audience for it. Um, if 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 we was to make like a cat like a a new Carry On type film and put that at the cinema, I, I could almost guarantee you that, that wouldn't. That wouldn't make like one fiftieth of its money back. No, um, well, it, that's, that's where we are now. We're in a very, we're in a very different time. People aren't going to the cinema unless it's something special. Yeah, and 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 sort of summer summer blockbusters don't exist anymore. You know, Indiana Jones really struggled to break even at the cinema. I think it only it did. did it last it weekend. And and reviews are mixed, but it's not so. It's not. It's not this about people just can't afford to go to the cinema in this day and age. And yeah. and you know when when you can't um, when you can't heat your heat your house, or you have to choose between heating the house, eating, and 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 fueling your car, or running your car. You know there isn't a great a lot to laugh about, is there? No, but then but then saying that, you know, I I, I would almost go the other way. Um, you know, maybe maybe I need the Barbie film in my life uh, to to you know to to completely forget about everything that's going on, all the all the issues, and you know, like just a like like an Ace Ventura film, because uh, I know you don't want to see Barbie, but if 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 he made a, a third Ace Ventura film, I, I think both me and you would be one of the first people to want to go out of our way to see that at the cinema, as long as it wasn't too politically you know correct and. You know, if it felt like a bit old school Jim Carrey, we'd want to go see that, and I think I think that would do quite well. Uh, you know, it's got an established fan base. 
um, and and yeah, to be able to just forget about you know uh, this hellish life that you know that, that that we're kind of in financially and the way the world's gone mad and yeah, you just want to forget about all that when you go to the zoo. You don't want to be reminded. Yeah, no, true. but but then people would argue, well, that's always been the case. There's always been something really big always on the horizon. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. Are we just in a, in an age now where um, we we like our humour, but we like it a bit darker? Uh, so a bit more complex. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think times have changed where people they they need more than um, you know than, than than like a very simple A to Z you know storyline and. And you know the same old gags. You know, I, I think I think we're we're living in a time where it's there's got to be a few surprises in there. There's got to be a few twists along the way. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think this this generation, and also as well, don't forget this is. I mean, not me and you because we're still old school generation, but I would say that the new generation, the YouTube generation, these these kids have got an attention span of ten seconds. Um, they've got the goldfish attention span. Um, so if you're going to make a if you're going to make a comedy, you've got to have flashing images. It's got to have shots every like split, maybe maybe five shots in a second, uh, you know, to keep these kids' attention. Like this is where we're heading. This the YouTube generation is is just uh, makes makes me want to be sick all over them. Mm. I, it makes you want to be sick all over them. Every single one of them. Anybody that's watching, I like my kids. I see them watching YouTube. I want to be sick on their heads. That's where I'm at. I mean, I'm not grumpy at all. I'm a realist. But yeah, so it's it's just thinking about the show is actually quite interesting because all of my recollections are are post last twenty. I mean, Adam Sandler, I guess, is more is is probably the most recent. But but I can, I have to be in the mood for him. I, and I've I, I I found that with Adam Sandler is um, he's lost his edge uh, this this last maybe ten fifteen years. Um, old Adam Sandler when he was doing his Happy Gilmore is oh they were uh, classic weren't they yeah Billy Billy Madison uh, Little Nicky uh, Waterboy um, he he had an edge to him there was a very angry side to his characters there was something like like un, unpredictable. And I think that's why I love those earlier films, because you, you just didn't know what he was going to do. Um, whereas as he's got older, it's kind of like how I've got older. I've become more sensible, I've become more boring and more grumpy. He's kind of done that himself with his own films. Yeah. And it's less interesting and it's less funny. I don't mm. want to be seeing me on the big screen. <laughs> I don't want to be seeing you, brother, on the big screen, either, <laughs> no. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we do need to we do need to talk about uh, Bill Murray um, and Dan Aykroyd, you know, John Belushi, but they're all eighties. Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers, yeah. Blues Brothers, uh, it, it perfect music comedy. You know, Steve yeah. Martin. We haven't talked about Steve Martin. He's Incredible body of work. I love Steve Martin, even to this day. You know, Roxanne probably, is brilliant. He, he's he's probably him and Martin Short. Seem to be the only ones uh, of, of of that generation where nobody has said a bad word about them. 
Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. Although Dan Eckwood, I haven't heard a bad word about Dan Eckwood. No, but I did Bill hear a bad word about Bill Murray. Country. Yeah, we just, you know, they've 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 had a reputation that, that's kind of catching up with them, and um, yeah, which is just it's not it's not it's not nice. No, but nothing about Steve Martin. He's just no. and and whatever you say about rom coms, he is brilliant in Father of the Bride. <laughs> uh, but, like I, I, I wouldn't class them as rom coms because I love them. Um, look, that's how you can work out if it's a rom com or not. Ask me if I love it. If I do, it's not a rom com. It's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love, I love Father of the Bride. What's that other one with loads of kids? Uh, was it? So it doesn't che- cheaper by the cheaper by the dozen. Yeah, you know that the, there's uh, two of those which I which I love as well. Like he always plays the most perfect uh, family, you know, family film dad. Yeah, and 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 and, and planes, trains, and automobiles. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but they don't make films like that anymore. No, no, we're not. We're not getting those those kind of comments. And let's not forget, um, you know, the, the the late and great uh, John Candy. Yeah. Who, you know, without John Candy's, you know, comedic performances, again, Saturday Night Live, and then into his own movies, um, just just brilliant. You know, the, the the work that he did. So what's going wrong? Is is there not the throughput from things like Saturday Night Live? Are 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 comedians not moving over into films? Is 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 the work drying up? Where where's the where's the dam kind of like locking things up? I know that a lot of the Saturday Night Live um, actors, the, the the main ones anyway. The I think the problem is with Saturday Night Live, they've kind of kept the the, the same kind of like main stars for like. 15 or more years like whereas in the 80s you'd probably do three maybe four years Mm. and then all of a sudden you'd be out doing your debut film and all of a sudden you're a hit you know eddie murphy you know started off in saturday night live and all of a sudden look eddie murphy you know he's he's in every film in the 80s um whereas nowadays i think the 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 saturday night live have, have you know put them in big contract you know well paid big contracts you can't get out um, and I, I, I think maybe that's got something to do with it. They're trying to keep them, um, from, you know, from having huge Hollywood success. Because I, I couldn't tell you who's in Saturday Night Live now. No. Uh, and, and, and who is the, you know, up and coming, um, you know, comedic talent that, that's taking over Hollywood. I just, I don't know any of them now. I wouldn't have a clue. What? Yeah, as you say, they're staying where they are, aren't you? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Or or, or they're staying in television. Uh, maybe that's where they're comfortable. But is it because there's money now in television? Do they have to make it into films because there is now more money in television? It could. It could. Yeah, we've said it before. There's a fine line now between you know, in the old days, you know, it was frowned upon to be on a you know on a TV show, whereas nowadays. Um, there's no difference. The money's pretty much as good as if you're making a film or a TV series. Uh, the quality, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very different time. Um, so actors aren't going to, you know, stay away from TV. They're more likely to, 
go towards it. It's a, it's a more um, consistent paycheck, which um, you know act, actors must must fear, you know, um, where the next job is is coming from. And 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 the and the bigger the actor you are, uh, the the bigger the fall it will be if if you know if you have like a really bad, you know, if you have a bad box office return, you know, like like unfortunately the women that made uh what ghostbusters 3 you know that was there was you know absolute bomb which couldn't have helped their careers no um so, so you, you've got to worry uh you know if you do if you do have a a, a cinema bomb um how that's then going to affect you know trying to stay doing feature films tv safe consistent and page would you say it's harder to recover from a, a, a comedy film that bombs yeah. Um, that just isn't funny because I think that's far more damaging to your career than any sort of subgenre drama that doesn't really kind of hit the mark or something. Uh, yeah, I think so because with comedies, you know, you can studios will look at a comedy and they will see it as like they'll be banking on it. Whereas if you know, like let's say Fox Searchlight, you know, makes a, a two million arty indie type you know, um, Jordan Peele-like movie, uh, they won't care what it makes. They'll just be happy that they've done something a little different, put it out there. But if they're counting on, like, a, a big summer blockbuster comedy and it doesn't deliver, you know, and it, and it you know, underperforms a lot, um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more risk with comedies. Um, unless you've got something like Ace Ventura or The Mask or, you know, there's got to be some sort of gimmick, something that, that really pulls people in. And, uh, it, yeah, the writing doesn't seem to be as good either. Uh, yeah, or, or it could just be that the people that are writing it are half our age and we just don't get their jokes now. You know, because we are now entering the middle part of our lives, whereas you could, you could be getting quite a few of these writers for comedy, uh, what like late twenties or something. Like, I, I, I mean, you've you've got young people that you work with. Um, you know, it could be that kind of thing where there's almost like a a slight generation gap. Uh, maybe we're not getting some of these comedies because they're that they're, they're not aimed at our. But I, I don't think they're watching them. I don't think they're watching kind of stuff that we're not seeing. When I have conversations with people occasionally when they're younger than me, very rarely, um, but I do, they're not talking about com comedy, comedians I've not heard of, films I've not heard of. No. They're talking about The Mandalorian and, and, yeah. and stuff that I'm watching. They're not yeah. talking, or have you seen the latest com comedy by what's your, yeah. whoever? Yeah. That's, that, the, the, it seems to have moved on. The world isn't isn't quite so willing to, um, you know, sort of leave its its woes at the door of the cinema and go and watch um, Adam Sandler being stupid anymore. Yeah, which ties us quite nicely into the film that you made me watch. <laughs> oh, are we there already? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on then. Let's let's let yeah. Now, I mean, we, we, we I wanna, that before I get into this, oh, uh, I, I want to ask some questions, and I yeah. think this is probably a good question. You can ask me this next week, um, yeah. although you know the answer to next week's one. That next week's choice was pure retaliation for the car crash that you made me watch for this new yeah. segment. Yeah. Um, 
what what draw you drew you to this film apart from you thought it sounded awful so yeah i i think i think the discussion was uh yeah i think we because we were talking about the asylum films and they're um you know they're mockbusters and you know the, how they've made a career out of uh doing you know like uh, you've got titanic comes out and they bring out titanic 2 you bring out uh transformers they bring out something called transmorphers <laughs> you get the idea you know they they and they try and do it so that i don't know not necessarily now but when blockbuster video was was a thing the idea was that they would release their copycat spoof type of film a week prior to the main one so when people would go into the video store they would accidentally rent the wrong film uh, that was their business model uh, and it's to some degree you know that now we're streaming you know people accidentally stumble on these films and they, they end up watching them but over the last sort of 15 or so years they've they've ended up with one of the biggest cult fan bases ever we talked about we talked about Sharknado and that kind of mm. franchise. There are a lot of people that, that that get more out of watching a really badly acted, bad produced, badly written special effects that that, that a five year old could do on, on on like their first computer. Like, there's something so bad about these films that 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 because you're not used to seeing a, a such as like a terribly made film. No. Um, there's something about it. And um, so we got talking a little bit about that. So I, I thought we was going to put on a an asylum film. I I couldn't really find any online because there must be a magical place where you know where all these asylum films are up. Maybe some sort of sci-fi channel type. I don't know. Um, so I went and had a look on Amazon Prime to see if there was anything close to it, and um, and, I, and I came across this one, um, which had a, an insane title. Uh, what's it called? Giant Killer Ants. Except in this country, it's called Dead Ants. Dead Ants. That's what we got Big Bang for. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, and I clicked on it, and I thought, hang on a second. Like, I didn't know anything about this film. It's got Sean Astin in it. It's got Gary, uh, no, sorry, Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son. And I love I love Jake Busey anyways. Like he was in the Frighteners, he was brilliant in that. Um, and so, you know, in a lot of these type of films, they end up having, you know, like like stars that that that, that are struggling to get work, you know, which surprised me that they got Sean Astin. Um, and so I I clicked on that, and I think I just sent you a link. I said, "What about this? This is this is this silly enough for you?" Uh, and you came back and said, "Yes, silly enough, yes." Um, so that's so that's the, the the story behind how I picked it because I couldn't find I couldn't find an asylum one which which was a bit annoying like I, I like I couldn't find the the worst the bottom of the barrel type film I couldn't so yeah I remember you saying as well um, this is going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? You said uh, this has got Sean Astin in it. I love Sean Astin, but this might might stretch my love for Sean Astin. Uh, and and 
that worried me because I love Sean Astin as well. Yeah, he so he um, the, the first thing I want to do is read the uh, synopsis for this film, Giant yeah. Killer Ants. And then, and then I, I didn't. I, I nearly made notes, and I realised I didn't need to. Okay, so members of a metal band get a chance at a comeback when they're invited to f- perform at Nocella. Mm-hmm. When they become stranded in the desert, they have to fight for their lives against giant ants. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, so this is fairly lowbrow. Um, and and yeah. And now, now to be fair, Sean Astin is brilliant in it with a very bad haircut, yeah. very bad wig. He's brilliant in it, but he dies early on. He does in a really unbelievably stupid way. I mean, it, it looks, um, it looks like it looks like jam, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is that where is that where your review ends, or have you got? No, I'm just horrified that I'm actually doing this. So that's where my love for this film ends. It ends <laughs> with the death of Sean Astin's character, because the rest of it is a car crash. It is. It's billed as a homedy. A, a, a homedy. I've just created a new genre. Homedy or a, or a horror, a, a comedy horror. It is neither. It is not funny. It isn't scary. It's just terrible. The acting. Um, I mean, you could you could get better acting from pretty much anybody. <laughs> it, it's terrible. It, it's it's awful. It hits about every single horrible cliche, smack bang in the face. I'll give you an example. This bit really, really made me laugh. Gratuitous nudity. Oh, well, no, in, in a kind of oh. gratuitous, <laughs> gratuitous, gratuitous nudity for absolutely no reason. So at the beginning of the film, um, there's this this scantily clad, attractive girl who's kind of seeing these weird hippie type people uh, to get this yeah. drug, and she's warned that if she kills anything and um, and anything, uh, she will be cursed till sunset. And that's where these giant ants kind of start because she steps on an ant and they chase her. So she's running away from these huge, very unbelievable, terrible CGI ants. Did you see the explosion near the end of the film? Yeah. Yeah. That didn't make anything explode, did it, really? It wobbled. Fire doesn't wobble. (laughs) And so she's running away from these massive, unbelievably bad ants and she's not wearing much anyway and she decides that the most effective way to try and beat off an ant is to rip her bra off and throw it at the ant which doesn't deter the ant very much and she carries a water well she carries on running Uh, and then and then she takes off her bikini bottom thing and throws that at the ant as well that like she's work. a Rod Stewart concert, yeah. Now, I mean, and and the, the, there is no reason that that needed to happen other than the, the directors thought that they might pull in some horny teenagers by throwing a bit of flesh, because seriously, that is the only thing that, that, that you ever see in regards to that sort of thing anyway. And they put it early on, so people are going to stay there watching it, hoping there's going to be a bit more, and there isn't. <laughs> and it was just, it was, oh, it was so crass, wasn't it? <laughs> you see, my review is completely different to yours, but then it would be because <laughs> we, we do we do at times have a very different type of sense of humour. Um, I think because I've seen uh, some of the worst asylum films ever, 
um, where literally nothing happens. I mean, I need you to watch Birdemic. Birdemic, you know, is obviously a, a spoof uh, take on the birds. Um, and it's literally one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to say. Um, like, what was the worst film of your, that you've ever seen in your life? You know, you, the, there's a few that would come to mind, but Birdemic has got to be number one. Um, so if you see something like Birdemic, and, and then obviously you've seen the Sharknado, so you get you get. But the I, love, I like Sharknado. I know, I know you like the Sharknados, which is, you know, it's very similar. Like, like you, you, the, the, the CGI, the very bad CGI ants, I mean, it's not like, I mean, they, it could be that they had very little budget, but I think it's because they just thought, we want to make this very, you know, like like half half the joke is at the, the effects, um, as, as well as, you know, the terrible uh, writer. I mean, the writer was absolutely... Oh, this, the script was appalling. It was but it's cool. not funny. It's not entertaining. It's not funny. It's not good bad. It's just bad bad. And there's a line, and they went straight over it. They think they're being ironic. They're not just being They're not being ironic. They're being poor filmmakers. So the acting's bad. You don't care about the characters. They're, they're as... as 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 vapid as as anything, they're as deep as a puddle. They have mm. these pointless dialogue sequences, which is just to make the film uh, longer. I mean, the film is about an hour and thirty minutes too long. I think it runs about an hour and forty minutes, yeah. um, and ten minutes is being generous. You don't care about the characters. You don't care about the script is terrible. Tom mm. Arnold, what on earth happened to Tom Arnold? You see, I, 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 it's like we saw a different film because I enjoyed it. I, you know, this is one of those films that, like, the first thing for me is it's it's a genre that I adore. You know, you've got Tarantula, you've got uh, you've got them. You know, nineteen fifties. You know, ant and uh, you know the, these 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 giant ridiculous ant type uh, or spider films. You know, so it's kind of like it's taken like a my favorite cheesy desert type of genre then you've got sp like a spinal tap uh almost oh please don't, uh, ins don't insult the memory of spinal tap by even mentioning their names and i love that they you know the, the filmmakers obviously love spinal tap as well because they they've kind of had that very similar storyline in there um but that's the thing i i just i after seeing so many you know like Films that I wouldn't even rate zero or one or two. Um, I mean, I'd still, you know, I'd still rate this low. This is still like a four or five to me. But compared to the Asylum films, this was Gone with the Wind. Uh, this was Casablanca. So you've got this a really was, low bar then, haven't you? Uh, you need to watch Birdemic. Because okay. if you watch Birdemic, you would probably say this is but one of your favourite films ever. It didn't make sense. The the story didn't, didn't make sense. That's, that's the thing. It did make sense. Sharknado would never make sense. What about the, the, the sharks in the sky and the, you know, I it's mean, insane. But you you take that for what it is, and that's the same with this. You know, giant killer ants. You, you know, it's not supposed to be taken as a, you know, it's like if it had like good acting, good writing, I wouldn't enjoy this film for a start. But but it's like that, was it necessary that that ant talked to Sean Astin's character at the beginning? Was was that important? <laughs> but you, like you could nitpick all of the things that you don't find funny. Whereas I laughed at that. I laughed at quite a lot. I just of like really. 
and, then, so, and, and so they go through the whole thing of, 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 you know, trying to escape these ants, which get bigger as they kill one. So the more yeah. they commit the crime, the bigger they get. Which You're that for a story. You're not going to... That, that bit was... That, that bit was... I liked that bit. That was a bit quite clever. I just kept on looking at, at, at poor Jake Bushy, Bushy, whatever his name is, thinking... Yeah. What are you doing? What? Where is your career, man? Where? Where is? Where is that? Um, Jake Bushy only ever made like three studio films. Like, if you look at his IMDb, he's got three hundred credits uh, of films like this. So that's Jake Bushy's career because he oh. gets to do about fifty films a year. I think he's a, you know, he's a. He just likes being on a film set. You know, and and all oh, the lines. Poor poor girl getting blown up in the car serves her right. <laughs> Yeah, because letting it, letting a kind of aerosol go. To, yeah, that's in a car. I mean, what do you? She was the intelligent one. Said, Are you oh, telling, so, you, was you looking for a scream-like film? Because, like, our the whole point of this segment was for us to find the worst type of films and see if we can get any kind of enjoyment from them. Not, not to be like, oh, I kind of wish there was a bit more of a stronger character development, and I, I really wish there was a, a better storyline as to why these ants got bigger and. <laughs> I just—it's like it's like that's not what we wanted from a so. Okay, bad so film. when I watch a bad film, I need the acting to be a certain, a certain level. I have a very low bar, but I need the you acting. Can't watch to be... a single asylum film, then. I can't. I, I mean, can't... You, you do. You watch. You watch Sharknado. I mean, that's like you, you can get through those. Yeah, because half of them always end up dead in horrific ways, and I get to laugh at that. They, you know, the, the the Tom Arnold's character at the end when they're blowing all the the. the bugs up um, with their rubbish song and he's clapping along with his stumps. That's going to hurt. He's going, oh, I was like, you've got no arms, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> it was bad. It, this this might be one of those situations like like if me and you was to watch a Hugh Grant film together, it'd be, it'd be one of those kind of situations where you'd be you'd be crying your eyes out and I'd be like, just bad or what are you doing? It was it was there's yeah. nothing sentimental about Hugh Grant. <laughs> but that's the that's the thing. I, I do you know what I didn't I didn't expect to like it at all. Um I mean, I can tolerate some of the worst films ever. I can watch, you know, some of these asylum films. I can watch them. Uh, when when this one started, I think it took me about 20, 25 minutes before I started thinking, hang on a second, I, I'm in on the joke with this. You know, I I, I, I kind of get why this has been made so poorly and da 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 da. Um, I get it, it and, I, and I'm enjoying it. But the first 20 or so minutes, I just I just felt like I'm not getting anything from this. Um, but it, so it took me a while to warm up to it. But then when I did, I just sort of let myself go with it. I just, just yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Oh, you're gonna, so you're gonna love up. House Shark then. Yeah, just the name alone has got me excited. <laughs> Sharks in a house, yes. Well, Shark, but yeah. Uh, maybe Shark. I, maybe maybe a House Shark too. I, I think, yeah. I think I need to lower my expectations, don't I? You expect, yeah. I mean, if you want to take anything from this, is 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 you you kind of do. Um, I, I maybe not next week because we've already got one set for next week. Um, try and hunt down Birdemic because okay. I think we need to have a. I think we need to have a, a dissect of Birdemic because I'll be with you all the way on that one. Is there is there is no redeeming quality with, with Birdemic? It's it's 
it's so painful to get but, through. And that's how it started. Birdemic was one of those films that kind of started this, this oh, you, you could probably make a film for $4,000 or even $4. Um, and it didn't get, get cinema up. I think I think the acting in in House Shark is slightly better than this. That's not saying a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, at least I watched it. At least I sat through it. I think a lot majority of people wouldn't watch it. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I, I think had we not done this this little experiment, I I think I would have stopped at the twenty minute mark. Like that 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 was the point where I I wasn't. I didn't know if I was enjoying it or not, um, and I think because I just just let myself go, I guess I just felt I just felt like Do you know what, let's just let's just give this film all my attention and let's let's see what it does. And I, just, I, I think for me, I have to find something to key into. So I I enjoyed elements of yeah. uh, House Shark. You'll see right. why when you watch it. There was nothing I could key into in this film that, that, that I could hook into to make me enjoy it. It wasn't yeah. funny. The, the yeah. jokes didn't work. Um, I wasn't watching it for a plot, but no. I, I couldn't find... It's like trying to to, to, to scale a, 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 a rock surface or something without any grips. I couldn't, I couldn't kind of like... So it was... Yeah. I think I know what you're saying. I think I, what you're saying is you, there was nothing for you to connect with. You know, like like there's there's a lot of films where you watch, and we've said it before, like with Vanilla Sky and things like that, like some sort of mental connection either with the, the storyline, the acting, or the music that goes with it. Uh, and I think, you know, and I think maybe with this, there there was more elements that that I connected with because it was like the director of this film obviously had the same kind of love for the old B movies that I that I love. Yeah, which maybe you don't necessarily. You know, maybe you, you you're not the biggest fan of that. You know, the 1950s uh, giant creature features um, the, the the same way I am. Um, and then the you know obviously the ridiculousness of the storyline and the you know you've got the spinal tappy type thing going on. I don't know. I think I connected. I think I connected in a different way than you, which was not at all. And we both ended up with a very different experience. Like I enjoyed it. I, I can't say I laughed out loud. Um, but I kind of just went along for the ride. I kind of just enjoyed it. I didn't take it too seriously. I just no, I I didn't take it seriously. It, it was just as I say, there, I enjoyed the the one that I made. Yeah. Yeah, there was just nothing really that I could. <laughs> I, I do. You know, I think it is. I think also I like a, how would beat that. That's that's interesting. I didn't appreciate the the, the lack of musicality. I think and musically it offended me, yeah. um, but. Yeah, so I, I quite like this, and I, I don't mind watching a film just because it's awful. You know, yeah. I mean, look at the dialogue on uh, on Starship Troopers. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't mind watching yeah. that. I, I just, it disappointed me because there wasn't anything that I could kind of like, and yeah. and they were stuck for most of the time in a, in a stupid little kind of caravan thing, uh, and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it either it either works or it doesn't. And people kept on losing bits of their body. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you know, it's, oh, it was it's my so, hand. So stupid, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it was, caught me on a. It obviously caught me on a good day because remember what I said to you. That's the point that you have to be in the. Years, so. You have to be in the mood for it. That's why I gave. Uh, oh, I should. I should say at this point. Um, 
we have guests uh, for the first time on the podcast. John and uh, Danny, incredible. Uh, Danny's an incredible musician. Uh, John, incredible producer, director, musician as well. Both of them um, worked on uh, Vendetta, uh, the the um, Oscar Wilde musical. They're just going to come in and talk about a new project. Uh, and I've given them Land Sh- uh, House Shark to watch, and I've warned them. So it's terrible. And there's some gratuitous nudity in it. And John said, "I'll I'll, I'll look away." You know, so so okay. I've I've told them what the the, the, the segment's about. Um, but it'd be interesting because there's stuff that I keyed into with the whole premise of House Shark that made it incredibly enjoyable. But but I was watching it with my wife. She had to leave the room. She's like, "This is awful. I can't I can't cope with this." Oh yeah, my wife wouldn't wouldn't get anything from that film at all. She she'd hate every element of it. So yeah, <laughs> it was just oh you know oh you know a terrible moment where where he tries to kind of uh, um, get to know those really young girls and you're like yeah exactly exactly but I, if if I don't know if you'll ever get get the chance or or or, or will ever want to but if you ever get a chance to say uh, sit down and watch maybe five or six asylum films Mm. um you will see why i would think that this was a cinematic masterpiece uh compared to uh the 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 sort of films that that, that i've you know just put on for a laugh you know this where i've very rarely enjoyed anything um, you know, it's curiosity just because of the, 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 the insane names, you know, Mega Shark versus whatever. Or, they are on, you know, they are on them. Um, uh, Super Volcano and, you know, all these kind of things. They, they, <laughs> they, they, just, they are, they are on the, on the, uh, 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 Prime, aren't they? Megadon and things like that. Uh, yeah, I looked in it, but it was only to buy. Oh, you, know, well, so you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to spend money on it, would you? for that. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, but I've seen, I've seen a few over the years. You know, snakes on a snakes on a train was was, was horrendous. Um, but that's that's the thing. You know, they, they they've gone out of their way to give you no production value, the worst kind of storytelling, the worst kind of acting. Um, it's like thrown together in three days, um, and you know, they'll, they'll make a small fortune on each one they make. It's a great business model. Um, but but whereas I felt like with this film that there was a bit more care put into it, and you know I know that the, the ant effects were terrible, but com- compared to what you get in some of these some of these asylum films, Oscar winning effects with these ants. Which yeah, I, yeah. I believe that you get a hundred foot ants now because of that film. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help me! It's um, Superman Four in there flying by with nuclear man. We've got, we've got Look, he's broken. He's, he's broken the Great Wall of China. How are they going to fix that? <laughs> Only a four K. <laughs> Look, he's really flying. There isn't any much blurring. Obvious there is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's, that's what, my, yeah, so, that's my yeah. So I don't have a theme um, for next week, other than we just have a chat with Johnny and uh, Johnny to <laughs> Johnny and Danny. Don't get their names weeks up, Danny and John. Um, <laughs> I, um, so we'll we'll just kind of just chat about film and soundtrack and see what happens. Yeah, um, the, the musicians. Why why don't we make next week's theme uh, based around music in films? Yeah, and we'll talk about the theatre and stuff. Yeah. We'll just kind of That's meander kind of around. 
some of our favourite musical songs that that have appeared in films, and you know why we, you know why they can change the the pace or the the atmosphere of a film. It'd be quite interesting to get their their take on music in films. Yeah, definitely. I, I've also warned them it might be a two hour one as well, so start at eight. <laughs> Because all of us, once we start getting talking, it's very difficult to uh, to shut us up. Yeah, we're, we're chatting. Yeah, but yeah, good good show tonight. I made some really valid points, which uh, which were not funny, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> and we we ended it with something that wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. thank you very funny. much for joining uh, me as always, my co-host, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful brother. Absolutely.